You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited because I have Emmanuel Daniel on the line. Now, Emmanuel is a financial futurist. So you're probably like, what does that mean? Well, he's here to talk to us about cryptocurrency, FedNow, which I know has been a hot button topic, and CBDCs, which we'll get into what that means here in a few. But hey, Emmanuel, how are you? Tiffany, good to be on your show. And, you know, can't wait to get down to the, the points that you just raised. Yes, yes. This is going to be a very informational, not just for the audience, but for me episode. So I'm okay. super excited um, to get started here. So first and foremost, let's let, lay a base down for my audience. If people are not familiar with cryptocurrency by now, what is cryptocurrency and how does it work? Um, you know, the one question that people ask um, about cryptocurrency is that, is that the new gold? Uh, is it a digital version of gold? Uh, is that something that I need to save uh, and I need to put it to my portfolio so that I can become rich later in life? Or you know, and and all those things that they talk about cryptocurrencies that the price will go up, um, you know, uh, and therefore I must hold that hold uh, crypto. Uh, is that what I should do? And and what's this thing called digital finance or you know DeFi? So the thing is that um, cryptocurrency was. Well, uh, essentially, um, you know, it, it came into being with this thing called Bitcoin. Uh, and Bitcoin was um, created by an anonymous guy who gave himself uh, an interesting name, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. And, and, he, and he created a crypto, um, you know, an algorithm that essentially couldn't be broken and hasn't been broken up to this day. And therefore, uh, it is sometimes called... Uh, a digital gold, meaning that uh, it's a, you know, it's, it's like gold cannot be broken into its constituents. Um, it doesn't mix with, you know, other elements easily um, and, and so on. I mean, it, it does, you can oxidize gold, but when you purify it, um, you know, its uses are limited and um, the value of gold is guaranteed uh, by the fact that there's a limited quantity of it uh, and it cannot be, um, you know, distorted. Um, and so, in, 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 if, you, if you use that definition, yeah, um, you know, cryptocurrency, uh, the original cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, um, is exactly that. It's, um, you know, it, it hasn't been cracked into. Uh, and therefore, um, millions of people around the world uh, are trying to get their hand on it. Uh, and the way in which it is mined, just like physical gold is mined in the you know the gold mines of Africa and and you know some faraway places, um, you know it's mined in the digital space uh, and um, using an algorithm, um, you know, in order to be able to to capture um, uh, Bitcoin. But then what also happened was that uh, the technology used to create Bitcoins uh, has been used to create all kinds of cryptocurrencies. So the magic of cryptocurrencies, and here's where I, you know. Uh, your audience needs to hang in there because um, every one of us can create our own cryptocurrency. How's that? You know, you can, I can, um, you know, anyone, your uncle can. Uh, <laughs> and it's only a matter of when we create it, uh, will the people that we want to pay uh, to, uh, will they accept the value that we give to it? So, so cryptocurrency has become um, a very all-encompassing 
term uh, with any number of cryptos uh, out there. Uh, and what uh, some of the creators of crypto have done is they've created uh, applications on them, things that you can do with them. You can uh, transact between cryptos. You can carry a certain application like, um, you know, uh, create um, the ability to carry a bond or a, or a piece of information, stuff like that. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Then you ask, what's all this? You know, why, why do I need to care? Um, so the original Bitcoin, uh, that's gold. That's like uh, it's worth, um, you know, um, you know, just getting your hand on a little bit of it and, and hanging on to it and seeing how that does uh, with the rest of your portfolio. But the rest of the cryptos, uh, they're only as good as um, they are useful. So, you know, if you're in that space, um, you know, there are lots of things that you'll be doing, including something called decentralized finance, which is, uh, you know, lending it on platforms to other people and, and so on. Uh, and if you want to go deeper that way, uh, you can experiment a little bit uh, and you need to do that because we're all moving into the digital space. Um, you know, there are lots of things now. When you think about money and you think about what uh, Apple has just introduced, which is, you know, the Apple Vision Pro, which is a uh, virtual reality, augmented reality goggle, right? Uh, and you think there's nothing to do with each other. In a way, they have, because uh, the world that we're going to be living in, uh, or rather we're already in there, uh, is one where we can switch uh, between uh, real life and virtual life and augmented life. Augmented meaning that real and virtual coexisting. In other words, I can be talking to you right now. I can be talking to someone else as well in an augmented uh, reality mm -hmm. uh, and feel as if that person is uh, right there with me just like you are you know so for all these new things the new uh, ways of living that is coming about we need this digital uh, currency this digital uh, token uh, by which we can pay each other transact with each other uh, exchange um, you know things of value to each other and stuff like that so i want to keep it very simple um, I'm saying that we're all moving into the digital world. Uh, things that used to exist in the physical world, like physical gold, needs that uh, digital version of it. Uh, and, and therefore, we need to start thinking a lot about it. Now, then the question is, um, you know, will Bitcoin you know, go up to a million dollars and stuff like that? Um, now, that's a whole different uh, ball game, um, you know, because... Um, they, they, the, the price fluctuates because in the early days of Bitcoin, um, only six investors uh, held more than 50% of the, uh, of the Bitcoin in circulation. But that's now breaking down. More and more people are, are beginning to uh, own a little bit of Bitcoin. And as that process continues, um, you know, the, the price of Bitcoin will fluctuate a lot. Um, um, until it finds a stable price where, um, you know, it becomes more, it, people, you know, uh, collect Bitcoin in order to be able to actually use it. Right now, lots of people are just collecting it to hold, they call it hodl uh, or hold it, um, you know, in, in the hope that the price will go up. Um, I'd say that if you have a portfolio of investments, everything from cash to, uh, you know, securities to a mortgage and stuff, add this as one little bit so that you you sort of get a bigger picture of uh, the investment opportunities that are that are going to be created in the future. Yes, yes. And, you know, you have explained 
crypto so well just now. I'm just, you know, thinking about what I can equate to it, you know, that I use on a regular basis. And it reminds me of video games, right? So for instance, yeah. uh, Fortnite, they have the V-Bucks and Roblox, they have the yeah. Robux or something. Yeah, ro <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so you use your real money to get it initially, but then while you're in the game, which would be like a virtual reality, you have to use that money in order to buy different things. So now that you say it like that, I'm like, ah, okay. It's like a Fortnite. <laughs> You got it, Timmy. You got it. Yeah, that's right. Any kid who's played a video game knows what a token is. Absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, let me switch gears just a tad because I want to talk about because there's been talk about, um, for instance, the U.S. government getting a digital currency. And then there's, you know, people that's like, oh, gosh, they're trying to control us, you know, that type of thing. So what do you what do you think about central bank digital currencies and um you know is this the right direction are we just catching up <laughs> well the, okay um money there was a time when we would carry hordes of cash in our wallet and you know pay each other and, and then look for change and stuff and as the young people know and the young people in your audience know that increasingly they don't want to do that they want to pay digitally right they want to pay using their phone um, and right now, when you use your phone to tap on, a, you know, at Starbucks, mm -hmm. um, the back end of that is still the traditional credit card um, that you, that, you know, that we were, were accustomed to in the physical period, in the physical era. Mm -hmm. uh, and that credit card has become digital, right? In other words, you don't need to see a physical card. You can put that information in your phone and, and your phone transacts for that. So that, that transition uh, is now continuing, um, you know, it's taking a long journey. And that journey includes uh, the money in your bank account uh, is now available for you to use and spend in any which way you want, um, according to your own lifestyle, in a digital form. So that's your real money. Uh, and then that, that transitions even more to a point where it's not even the money in your bank account. It's a token that you cre create that, that, um, that gets transacted. Uh, and we just talked about uh, Bitcoin as being one of the tokens. So what governments around the world have uh, started thinking a lot about, and, and especially because some of the larger countries, including China, have, uh, you know, have experimented with this, is to... Uh, for governments to issue the token rather than for you and I to issue our own tokens. Um, you know, and that's what central bank digital currency is. Uh, it is a token issued by the central bank. Um, you know, and the fear is that if it's a token issued by the central bank, uh, the central bank can issue the token and give it to you directly. You don't need a banking system uh, for that token to reach you. And then when you, when you take that token and when you use it, the central bank actually knows what you're doing with it because uh, that whole ledger on the token, the whole, all the information on that token, um, you know, the, the central bank has access to it. Um, and because of blockchain technology, uh, they can, they can, you know, you've got the whole ledger, meaning the whole history of the, of the uh, use of that token. Mm. So that freaks a lot of people out and say, wow, I don't want the government to know, you know, what I'm doing because cash was wonderful. Like it's anonymous, 
meaning that um, you know when I give a, a dollar to someone else, nobody knows that I gave that dollar, and and when that dollar goes on to somebody else, nobody knows that it's you know it's passed through three hands, and mine was one of them. So so it, it's um, it's totally anonymous, um, you know, and you want that with digital tokens. Now the good news is, and I say this from experience and my expertise in the industry, that the central bank digital currency uh, experiment is not working very well because uh, the governments that have initiated them are finding themselves getting into all sorts of problems. Uh, one of which is if you create a token just like Bitcoin, uh, then you don't need the banking system. And then they scratch their head and say, um, so we will still pass it through the banking system and force the banks to be the distributor of the tokens. And then in the countries where they've, um, you know, they've already gone live with it, the banks don't want to cooperate because the banks make more money from mm. swiping your credit card. Uh, you know, because uh, they, they make a fee out of it and, and they make additional money because you probably under red, um, you know, you owe the bank money and stuff like that. So so they make really good money uh, on the credit card transaction, whereas they make almost nothing on a central bank digital currency. Now, the, the interesting thing about the U.S. is that um, the, the central bank, um, the Federal Reserve Bank, um, is just in the process of launching its FedNow program. Mm. And a lot of people uh, mistake the FedNow program for a central bank digital currency. Uh, and, and the truth is, and take it from me, okay, they are totally two different things. Um, FedNow is the digital value of your money that sits in your bank account uh, being able to uh, be used digitally uh, to pay anyone you like instantaneously. So in the old days, when you write a check, it takes three days for that check to clear. And, and two banks sit on that process and both banks make money from the float. That means the, the value of the money that sits in their, in, in their balance sheet. Um, you know, but in today, um, you are able to tell the bank that, you know what, pay my friend Jim now. Uh, and, and the money gets transferred instantly. Uh, and for that to happen, uh, the Federal Reserve Bank needs to build a, a bank uh, a, a information system, a communication system uh, that sits on top of your phone and, in, and, and uses the telecommunication network to make that transaction take place instantly. And that's a beautiful thing. And guess what? Many countries around the world already have this. Uh, and, and it changes how people live their daily lives. Like, you're having a meal with someone. Uh, you want to pay that person. You you just you know you you just uh, transact um, instantly from your bank account to that person's uh, phone and then into that person's bank account. Um, so that's convenience, uh, and it's about time the U.S. has this level of convenience. Mm. However, uh, central bank digital currencies. Um, and um, you know, and, and and the new digital payment platforms uh, requires uh, a totally different infrastructure. Which uh, the work on that hasn't even started. So don't worry about it. Mm, interesting. So just to clear the air. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to clear the air. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there's too many people asking this question. You know, this is sinister. Like you know that that. Uh, Fed now is a precursor to central bank digital currency. They're totally two different mm -hmm. topics, um, you know. And you want to know where payments works the best today? Go to Africa. Why? Because they never had the credit card 
uh, in the first place. Mm. So they don't have the 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 payment information infrastructure, right? The 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 banks paying each other and all that uh, in place, uh, and so they keep it really simple. At the end of the day, what is a payment? Uh, it's actually um, a piece of information that is transacted between you and your buddy. Um, you know, so uh, and if you can send a text message for free, technically you should be able to send a payment information for free. Mm-hmm. And so Fed now is taking us one step closer to that. Awesome, awesome. So pretty much Fed now is bringing us back to the basics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, why should why should you be paying the bank, you know, like 3% for a for a transaction? If not you, it will be your merchant, you know, and 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 you know, it's a cost. So it, payment will, may not ever be free, uh totally free, uh but but the first thing is that it's going to be convenient. And that's what digital is making payments into. That, like you really don't have to worry. From anything to, you know, a drink in Starbucks or paying your rent, uh, you know, and stuff. And you actually have more control because then you can um, tie your payment to your software uh, and then time when you want to make those payments, plan your uh, expenses, um, you know, um, as you like it. Um, so all that convenience uh, is what digital was meant to bring. Uh, and I think that finally FedNow uh, brings that. Um, now, the banks resist even that because they love their credit card. Uh, you know, they love the fact that you you have your credit card on your Apple uh, Apple Pay uh, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that every time you pay, you, you actually uh, max out your credit and they make money from that. Um, you know, so and they make money from the transaction fees, uh, but uh, Fed now actually makes it cheaper and and you know and faster, and uh, and the only way that the the, the Feds can can implement this uh, is by by rule of law. That is, they forcing it down the banks. Interesting, interesting. So this is something that um, the banks are fighting against because they would actually be making less money. That's right. Mm. If if you saw uh, if you if you drew uh, a, a, a chart of who's involved in making you know in getting money from you know Jim to Joe, uh, you'd be surprised at the number of players in there who, who are getting a cut out of it. Uh, you know, and and digital makes that uh, smaller so that fewer people need to be in the process. Uh, and actually, that's the future of finance. You you introduced me as a financial futurist. So the big thing in in finance is that we are now getting into a world where the role of the intermediary, that is the role of the bank or any number of intermediaries, is in decreasing. Uh, if I can uh, make a payment in Bitcoin between me and my friend directly, and there's absolutely no bank involved, then why should I need a bank uh, to make a payment for, of uh, ordinary money, like, like uh, pay my rent, for example? Why should my rent go to a bank? Um, you know, so now the thing is that because banking is regulated, um, you know, that role is still there and, and, and the regulators would like to see an intermediary in there because there's also problems of fraud and, mm-hmm. and uncertainty and so on. Um, you know, but, but uh, the idea is to reduce um, that role and reduce the, the profits that are generated for the inter- intermediary. Yes, yes. And I'm like, have you ever done a TED Talk? Because I feel like this is a TED Talk. 
And I, I appreciate you so much with breaking this all down for me and my audience. And I know I've learned a ton and you've given me some things to think about as well as the audience. So with that being said, I know you have a book out. Um, what is that book if people were interested in learning more about you or learning more about the book? Okay, my name is Emmanuel Daniel. So if you go into my blog page, Emmanuel, EmmanuelDaniel.com, you'll see the book. Uh, it's, it's called The Great Transition. Uh, the the uh, personalization of finance is here. Uh, and I have on my book cover uh, the, the picture of an ice cube. So what I'm saying is to everyone, okay, you don't have to know finance uh, to, to understand what I'm talking about. And I say that, you know, there was a time when ice was something that you saw out of the lakes and put it on horse-drawn carriages, you know, carried hundreds of miles to the city, and then it finds its way into, you know, to to keep fish fresh or, or into your gin and tonic. And what is ice today? It's it's something that you produce. You're in total control of in the refrigerator in your in your home. Uh, and money is like that. Um, you know, the the dollar that you have in your pocket might have swirled around the world twice. Uh, you know, subject to inflation rates, exchange rates, bank charges, all security costs, all that, all all kinds of factors that is really not in your control. So you know, and you worry about inflation, for example, and and whether the value of your money can hold over a period of time. Now, the personalization of finance is we are we are heading in the direction. You know, we may not entirely reach there, but we are heading in a direction where one day. Um, that you and I can transact with each other, um, you know, uh, currency or something of value, which we produce ourselves in our own refrigerators. And in finance, uh, the idea of refrigerator uh, is like, what's the magic of refriger refrigerators? It's, uh, it's, a, it's a synthetic chemical called CFC. So, so in that book, I describe what the CFC of finance is going to look like. And here, uh, and then here's where I get a little bit technical. I talk about identity, um, value, um, you know, verification and information. Uh, if, if, if the banking system, or rather if the technologies that are challenging the banking systems, if they got these four elements right, you've got a refrigerator in your home. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So much to think about. <laughs> well, I will. There's so much to think about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, just think of it as heading in that general direction where eventually you'll have more control over your money. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I will definitely have all of that information in the show notes. If people are interested in connecting with you other than the book, so maybe on social media, where would they find you? Oh, just Emmanuel Daniel, and and on my blog, um, you know, drop me a note. I'm happy to uh, happy to you know answer any questions because I think that by answering questions, I I also know where the questions are coming from, and sometimes uh, I le I learn a lot, um, you know. So I'm very happy to hear from anyone. All right, perfect. Well, I'll make sure I have all of that in the show notes, and I appreciate you so much coming on the podcast and having this TED talk. <laughs> Um, with us today, Tiffany, you do a, you do a great job. I mean, you your other programs, I've I've, lis I've listened to them, and and uh, you break down you know ideas, and you know the, the the biggest thing about money is keep it simple, mm -hmm. right? So that's what you do best, and and I love your show for that. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, definitely try to keep it simple over here. <laughs> Uh, no, absolutely. It is. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Emmanuel. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. You too.
Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at moneytalkwitht.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at moneytalkwitht. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>